Hello and welcome to Video for Justice, a Witness Africa podcast series. My name is Adibaya Okewu and I am the Africa Program Manager at Witness. On today's episode, I have a conversation with Treasure Unduka, a Nigerian woman who was unlawfully detained for her peaceful participation in last October's NSARS protests. She was released from police custody only after video documenting her abduction surfaced on Twitter and following unrelenting demands from the public. Her story demonstrates the importance of careful recording of police abusers because without video evidence, Treasure may never have found justice. Moreover, her story captures the voices of many who challenged government abuses during the protests, both online and offline. A testament to the vitality of civic engagement, youth advocacy and political protest in Nigeria. And just a heads up, this interview features mentions of police brutality and may therefore not be suitable for all audiences. So I was with my friend, actually, we stepped out and we saw like a group of people like heading towards um, stadium, national stadium. And then they were with their placards holding like NSARS and like all those inscriptions written on it. So we walked with them and then we stood there for like a while because the idea was to make a statement, like bring the government to listen to us that, okay, this is what we want. We want you to end SARS and police brutality as well. Why are we still seeing these forms of police misconduct? Time, the time has come, they say, for Nigeria to begin to listen to us. Why are we still seeing these gross violations of our fundamental human rights? Why? We have long given them the opportunity to do and to have their way. Now is our time. I think from afar, it even start from there, like that place. Someone ran and then you know, like usually when one, when they see one person running, everybody starts running. So, so me, I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you running? So I stood there and my friend was like, see, the next time you see somebody running, just run. And I was like, I don't think there's any need for me to run because I've not done anything wrong. So we were standing there and then that was when I heard like the gunshots. Initially, I didn't know it was a gunshot. I thought it was um, knockout sounds or banger, as we call it here. So I was still standing and confused and was like, okay, what's going on? And then I now saw like, all of them that stepped out of the ARC command. So I heard that there was more than one division of police there. So there were like a lot of policemen. And then Everybody just started running. I didn't even know where my friend ran to, but she too, she ran. And then I called my boyfriend to tell him what was happening in case any, I didn't even know anything was going to happen to me in particular, but I was just like seeing what was happening in case, oh, my phone goes off or something happens. Like just giving him an update of what was happening. And then one of the policemen started walking towards me and requested for my phone. He just started dragging me and I didn't want to go with him because I didn't understand why, why he was dragging me or like what I did. They just started like hitting. Ah, they're beating now. Imagine. Ah, 
hitting non-stop and then like I got dragged inside like into the building so I'm guessing into the building I saw a decently dressed man like a father figure kind of person and I was trying to like talk to him like I don't know what I did I was just standing like in my head I was thinking oh is he complainant and then he can help me and be like why are you dragging her like stop and then he just like got angry and was like shut up and then started hitting me too like it was just um a lot and then I thought okay that was like the worst of it I didn't even get to the stairs of the station and then like if you have the other people inside like women like a few of them came outside and then they started hitting too so it was just um like a lot like beating upon beating and at that point did did you still have your phone with you or they had taken it at that time my phone at that time and um did you even get to record anything before it was taken yes i had recordings of the protest itself the protest itself like when it was peaceful and then when they came out to shoot right but it was a very short video Mm. Unfortunately, the story didn't end there and um, you got detained along with another another lady. Yes. Um, do you know why... And another guy. Okay, another yes. guy, right. Do you know why they were also arrested or just... Same, I think um, for the lady, it was all, she was also making a recording of everything that was happening. For the guy, I really don't know why he was arrested. arrested. Mm. Like, I don't know. It was so unfair because... He kept trying to explain to them, okay, maybe it was part of the protest, but then it was a peaceful protest. Exactly. And then he was trying to explain, like, okay, he's a driver, Mm. and he saw what was happening and then came down, but he was not there from the beginning or anything. So he was equally really, really beaten, like... Right. So, I mean, whether it was that you were being arrested because you were filming or you were arrested because you were protesting... What was going through your mind all through that time in terms of this definitely cannot be right, right? Yeah. Okay, so when they started hitting at us and I was trying to, I was trying to talk, but I noticed that the more I tried to talk, the angrier one of them got and then I was just like, okay, let me not say anything again. So when they eventually um, took us to the holding cell and I was there, I was trying to talk to one of them like, okay, so what's your reason for arresting me? Like, I remember all things I've read on criminal litigation and how, like, the due process for arresting someone. And, like, it just didn't fit. Like, it didn't just make any sense. Because even the Constitution gives us that right to protest peacefully. So I was so confused that, okay, what's, what's going on? And then there's no part in Constitution that says, oh, I can't use my phone to record what's going on around me. So it, I was just confused when everything was happening and to be beaten like but yes you you raise a very good point there's a right to protest yeah. constitutionally guaranteed mm-hmm. um and at witness also we have been advocating for a universal um recognition of the right to record mm-hmm. and so far it's actually been um stated in some general comments by the united nations that Governments and state forces should respect the right of citizens to record, especially during protests. And that right extends to the fact that they should not 
harass those who are filming. They mm-hmm. should not confiscate their equipment. They should not delete or damage the footage that's been recorded because this is an extension of the right to freedom of expression. So yes, you're right that the Constitution doesn't criminalize the um, ability of citizens to actually whip out their phone or camera to document whatever is around them, as long as it's in the course of an official duty. Yeah. So what you did, if even if that was their rationale for taking you into the police station and beating you up that much, is unjustified either. Um, but we also became aware of all of this because some Someone, people were filming. Yeah. What? At what point did you know that? When I got out. <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. I really thought mm. when I was there, I really thought, okay, this is it. Like, mm. I'm not getting out of here because nobody knew that I was there. The only person that I was aware was my older brother when I was leaving, and my boyfriend and my friend. And I was like, how am I going? To, how is my friend even going to get home? Because I remember we were a bit stranded on cash, and we we're like, okay, we'll use the ATM on the way back and everything. But then I was with the post with the ATM. So I was like, how'd she even get home to say, oh, this is what's going on or anything? So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to sleep here. Luckily for me, the other lady, Felicia, um, she knows um, Auntie Ada on Twitter. So I was like, okay, thank God. Um, Auntie Ada is one of the people that like was at the forefront of the whole protest online. So I was like, okay, she would definitely puts word out that, oh, I'm looking for this girl and I've not heard anything about her yet. So I was like, okay, when you get out, please let them know my name. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's going on and everything. Because mm-hmm. I was so sure she was getting out mm-hmm. before me. Mm-hmm. I was so sure I was going to spend the night there. Mm-hmm. And I was already getting my mind ready for, like, whatever was going to happen mm-hmm. that night. So it was... But then, of course, that wasn't what exactly eventually happened. Both of you didn't get out. I mean, nobody got out before the other because yeah. um, social media then was, uh, like on fire with the whole news of your arrest and that was made possible because some people whose names I actually do not know um, were able to document the moment when you were being arrested and being taken in and being beaten so um, violently. Um, After having, I mean, how many months later now, have you probably heard from any of those people who filmed? Do you know? I don't even know the person that filmed. I don't Mm. know. I just saw the video. Yeah, after you got out. After I got and what, out. And what was your thought when you... Um, we'll come back to, of course, the whole process of you getting out, but then coming out and knowing that that video played a huge role, what, what went through your mind? Um, for me, the opportunity to be out, like just all the things, all the worst scenarios I already played out, none of it happened. So it was just... I was so grateful to the person. I am so grateful to the person because some people didn't even know it was me. When it first surfaced, it was like, oh, who is this person? I think the only reason my brother knew it was me is because what I was wearing and my friend already got across to him that, okay, my your sister is missing. They took your sister away and everything. So he already put word out on Twitter and yeah, I think it was easy to say, oh, this is me, because... But I'm actually just grateful to the person that it really played a huge role, because I don't think... Because there were several times while I was still there mm-hmm. that people came to look for me, and they said I was not there. Exactly. So if the video was not there, nobody would know that I was inside, if not for my... Like, if not 
the people that already saw me being taken away or my brother or my boyfriend like mm-hmm. it would have just been just so many cases of people that actually just stay there and nobody knows about them or they get killed and nobody knows about it until mm-hmm. like years later so i'm just grateful for the person that made the recording right because you, like you said um the reports had it that they, in many instances, and not just your case only, but many instances during the NSAS protest, the cops would actually deny having Having, arrested the protesters. But then your case was different because it was like, but this is the video of her getting arrested. Um, How easy was it then to get you released? Because definitely we know that the whole machinery of um, um, Twitter was moving to make sure that government officials you know, I, I know that the likes of um, some senators and all of that, some representatives also were there to get you out. Um, was it, was it um, did they push back against that or? Yes. Um, when it became full blown, mm-hmm. my friend said she already told, because my friend's dad's in the army. Okay. So she said she let him know what was going on. And they already sent like some army people there to get my release but they refused them access. Wow. Then the lawyers that were sent from um, the whole... The NSARS. NSARS, um, yes. Um, from aid. FK and Mo. Yeah. They refused them access to me as well. Mm. Then personal lawyers that were sent from my friends as well, they refused them access. They were like, there's nobody there. My mom stood there from the beginning, from when she saw the video, till mm. late evening, mm. and they still refused access. They were like, there's nobody by that name here. Wow. And she was like, what are you? Like, I knew my daughter is inside there. So it was just, they threatened to shoot her. Mm-hmm. They cocked a gun at her. Like, it was, it was also traumatizing for her, mm-hmm. like, dual experience. So it's really unfortunate. And of course, sorry about the fact that you had to go through that experience. But do you think that, I mean, I know that a number of people have um, spoken to you subsequently about the experience as well. And, um, the other lady has been on the NSAR's um, panel of inquiry. Um, so do you think that in some way this would hopefully result in some form of accountability? Would, would um, the officers themselves be held, held accountable? No. You're not confident about that? I'm not. Why? The only form of justice I've seen since this thing happened was Felicia getting a sum of money. And I doubt the sum of money is even enough to cover for trauma, time spent, the... Dehumanization and all that. Yes. Like, I doubt that it's enough to cover for anything that we've been through. But, like, that's the only form of anything I've heard about it. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be held. And that's why I wanted to take up the case, like, privately... Mm-hmm. But it's not been... My dad was against it. He was against me going against um, the police force. The force, yeah. Because it's like, you're going to bring unnecessary attention, attention and drama to your family. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be... You can't... Like, I couldn't go out freely for like two months. <laughs> my mom was like, you're not going anywhere. Like, stay here and everything. Because I, I actually wanted to go for another protest after mm. that wow. had happened. You still wanted to go for another yes. protest? And then she was, you. Mm. she was like, please don't kill me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, the 
the point of fighting is to live to fight another day. Mm. So stay back and even till now when I make certain tweets, she's like, please don't tweet anything that can put you into trouble or anything. It's just like okay. Mm. But at some point, I'm not someone that can live in fear. Mm. Right? Like I don't know, maybe I've not fully dealt with it, but mm. it's just it just made me very angry, the whole thing. Right. It didn't make me scared or want to back down or anything. It just made me very, very upset mm. that like how are these people getting away with doing this thing? Right. Yeah, a lot of people hold that sentiment and yes. just um we're having this conversation a day or some hours after the Nigerian government also has a banned ban on, on Twitter. And um, I mean, we, it's just unbelievable the things that happen. But if we're also to think about it, imagine um, what, what are your thoughts around that? Because I mean, I am thinking about the video that was documented and recorded of you being arrested and being beaten, then being put on Twitter where it went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, people have circumvented the process and are using VPNs to you know still tweet. But no. I'm sure you, that there's a correlation you also see between. It doesn't doesn't just stop at them filming, but also being able to share. So, do you have any thoughts on this kind of stuff? I already saw the ban coming because they kind of mentioned it then that they're going to put a ban on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But for it to happen now, it's just it's scary because it feels like where you're in a, an abusive relationship and you exactly. can't tell anybody about what's going on. Mm. So it's like just you and your abuser. Mm. That's what it feels like it's happening to us now. Mm. So everything that goes on, and the sad thing is our news channels don't even report mm. these things that are going on. It's like mm. you, the people in the the people that are committing their trustees and like a few of the other people in the nation know about what's going on. Right. So it's just so um I don't know, sad. Mm. Considering that a number of people are still um unhappy about the outcome of what NSAR's protest became and are still trying to demand for justice, accountability, fairness in Nigeria. What what would you say to such people? The fight just has to continue. It's like, you don't like it. I know you're scared of the repercussions, the consequences, but you personally, it doesn't have to be full-blown where we all go back to the streets but it would be nice if that can happen again but you personally when you see a policeman harassing somebody try not to just like walk away try not to just stand and stare that's the best you can do in case you're you're scared of okay I don't want to get involved or physical or anything. You don't have to do that. Just keep fighting on your own end, gathering evidence so that mm-hmm. eventually when we want to hold them accountable, we can say, okay, so is this not you? Or like, did this not happen? Right. So imagine I had my phone when all that was happening. Because mm-hmm. now I think one of the problems is I don't know the names of the officers, mm. but I can obviously recognize them. Mm. But I don't have evidence, video evidence of them right. beating me. Mm-hmm. I only have video evidence of the bruises and the marks that it cost. Right. So it goes a long way to you might think you're not doing anything, but you standing up, you taking a video of them in the midst of that tension and everything mm-hmm. is you standing up against inequalities, mm-hmm. you playing your own part in this fight. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to say, oh, don't do that and then get beaten as well or anything, but 
you are just in your own way try to stand against inequality when you see it thank you for listening to this episode of video for justice please consider sharing this with someone else and do follow us on social media at witness underscore africa you can also send us an email via africa at witness.org.